everybody. Yeah. Review some wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Dylan got. Yeah. John Hastings, much better at his job. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestle Review. We're gonna, this week, we're going to review Samoa Joe. We're going to talk about his career. We're going to talk about his life. We're going to talk about the fact that he's clearly every fat kid who was bullied now seeking revenge against those that bullied him. Ooh, baby. This, of course, is the Wrestler Review where we talk about uh, the life and career of a particular professional wrestler. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're not. This week, they're not. It's Samoa Joe. Woo! Samoa Joe. Only Samoa not related to The Rock. By the way, if you Google Samoa Joe, first question that comes up, are Samoa Joe and The Rock related? No. No, they're not. He's just another Samoan guy. (laughs) That's the funny thing, though, where it's like, oh, it's racist to think all Samoans are related, but also all of them but one are. (laughs) Yeah, he's the only one that's not, and he's from Orange. In wrestling, for sure. Yeah, it's just because they're all from, uh, like, Hawaii, Hawaii, and she is... Like um, and he is by the way just from Orange County, but spent a lot of time in Hawaii. And there was talk at one point of putting them together, of like being like, ah, no, Samoa Joe is in the Anoa'i family. But then they're like, nah, it's probably a bad idea. Make us look bad. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, Samoa Joe, did you know that he danced at the 1984 Olympics? I did not know that. Yes. If you need any other reason why Samoa Joe's really good at playing a angry giant man, oh, it's because he was a child dancer in Los Angeles in the 80s. So essentially he was in, he was in the part of the ghetto. He was in the part of the scary neighborhoods in LA where the, the criminals could afford houses. That meant they lived at the beach. And that's where he was like, I'm trying to put on this grass skirt and do the hula. And they're like, "Be must beat up the child. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, too, because then there was like an early TNA thing where it was like him against Jushin Liger, where they were just straight putting him over. And they were like, this is a monster. This is an absolute destroyer monster. But also, look at him. Look at his fun dancing in a, in a straw skirt. <laughs> he, did a, he did some fun dancing. I got to say this. I do wonder if the muscle buster comes from uh, just a dance move gone wrong. Ooh. The muscle buster is the best brain buster ever. I don't like that the muscle buster is banned just because one guy is a pussy and doesn't know how to fucking take it. Who was that? Tyson Kidd, it ended his career. That's why he's not allowed to do it anymore. I mean, that makes sense. No. Samoa Joe also was my friend uh, Jason, who's a went to Humber College with him, and he watched Samoa Joe during Samoa Joe's heyday in like 2005. And he was like, his quote was, I don't get it. I don't get why everyone thinks he's great. He's just a dick. <laughs> It's like he's just the only guy who's 300 pounds and he just like throws these 150 pound guys into the front row or like punches them right in the face. Yeah, it's why he's great. Like it's one of those things where it's like that's why it is why he's great. He's like he's legitimately like I mean to start at the end here, but he is he's it's a weird one because it's kind of like he was Taz, but too soon after Taz and he's just better. Taz. I never liked that the whole like he's Taz. It's like I don't. Taz kind of ruined his own gimmick by going to the WWE, and I always felt that you felt that Samoa Joe was Taz by the time he got to like the second half of his TNA run. But if you were following in Ring of Honor, like how I got into Ring of Honor was reading about Taz and Austin Aries and how their entire match was based off of Austin Aries just trying to get Taz into Fisherman Suplex, and I was like, that's such an interesting way to structure a match. That got me into Ring of Honor, and seeing that Samoa Joe, where he wasn't like human suplex machine but he was more just sort of like he was almost like believable wrestler brock lesnar like i just hurt people i'm not here like- yeah well i mean S- samoa joe couldn't go he w- like he was in early in his career the samoan su- samoan suplex machine sorry but then they obviously had to change that because that's just exactly taz and yeah. also at the time he was the samoan suplex machine he was wearing a t-shirt and like, uh, oh my god, what do you call those? Not tearaways, but they look like tearaways. What the rock wore for a year while he got his pecs done. Those pants. And it's like, you can't be like, this guy's a super badass, but also, he doesn't want people to see his nipples. <laughs> he does have nice, beefy nipples, I have to say. He does have nice... 
But that's the whole thing about wrestlers where it's like people will just get used to what your chest looks like. Like I don't understand any wrestler ever having a t-shirt on. It's like if Ric Flair could wear a t-shirt or like not have his bare chest at like 56, you can do it with your fresh young titties. I disagree. Ric Flair should not have been wearing, uh, should not have been doing it bare chested that long. There was a certain point where it was like, but I mean, he had the same bare chest for please years. Please stop. Yeah, no, it was like, bad. In nineteen, look at nineteen eighty two Ric Flair. It's not that far off from two thousand and like six Ric Flair. You think? No, you're wrong. I know that because that was the crazy thing about watching old Ric Flair. Where you watch his old matches and you're like, oh, he just always had weird droopy bobos. Did he? No, you're drunk. Are you drunk yeah. right now? He almost had Jericho's chest now, but when he was like 28. No, look at it. You know how Jericho's chest is like, <laughs> somehow his nipples have just gotten farther. Like his nipples are almost in his armpits now. That's how Ric Flair has always been. Yeah, Jericho's chest looks like he did some sort of surgery, but he was confused. They were both confused on what they were doing, and he was confused on why they were doing it. <laughs> or he just has a weird fetish where it's like, uh, this is going to be the probably the weirdest one you... But can you put my nipples on my ribs? What? This is, this is yeah. weird, right? Okay, I was hanging out with Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden, and he's like, you got to nipple your nipple, and I... Oh, no, 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 the Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy fucking shit. So Samoa Joe got into pro pro Ray Ray. He said he would have gone into MMA, which is, I don't know. What's another classic thing? <laughs> Every wrestler would have gone into MMA if there was more money in it. Here's the thing. If you like something, you're just going to do it. Like there were st still MMA fighters. Like when the ultimate fighter started in 2004, which would have been people starting around exactly this time. Like if you just want to fight, you're going to fight. There's no like... Mm, but the water was too warm, so I um, didn't. The gloves were a bit tight on my fingies, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, no, but here's what he's what he's saying is is that um, I want people to think I can really beat people up, but I can't. Yeah, and you see that later in his career where it's like Kevin Nash just slaps him twice and he just walks away. Yeah, like it's again, it's the same pro problem with Taz. Is this guy? Is it's like, um, he. Is like, I'm a real tough guy. And then confronted in the backstage area. Like, wouldn't you learn from RVD Taz's story to be like, well, I'm Samoa Joe. I'm projecting this air of toughness. I'm just going to keep a gun in my boot. Well, the I mean, we'll get to the Kevin Nash one later because it involves Scott Hall no showing a pay-per-view. And then, like, he basically taking the blame for something Vince Russo told him to do. So it's like, it's not exactly Taz. Like, he's not walking around like his shit doesn't stink. He's just, you know. He's just he. I mean, he has he legitimately has judo training. He was a California State ju Junior World Judo Champion. I legitimately have Taekwondo training, and I would still be very polite to Kevin Nash. <laughs> taekwondo training is very funny, though. Yeah, Ki <laughs> Billy Blanks. Ooh, Dilly Blanks. That's what I'd call myself. <laughs> Dilly Blanks. That's what your wife Dilly calls Blanks. your roads. Ooh. <laughs> no, she calls it Geyser. It's called the Grand Slamion. No, she doesn't. She's just like, oh, those are the Grand Slamion. And then she just uses the corner of a Kleenex to wipe off the tiniest bit of cum from her face. Gagoosh! That's what it sounds like. <laughs> nope. No. I say, here comes the guck. <laughs> My loads are like Samoa Joe's entire body. Your loads are like Hornswoggle's pinky. No. Uh, no, so no. Your body yes. Is, your body is a spoonful of cottage cheese. That's where your loads are. And my loads are all of Jupiter. I nutted and Jupiter came out. My loads are so fat they once were mistaken for a jacuzzi. <laughs> My loads are so fat that they actually sell them uh, in bags in Canada. Milk. No, that's not true. Did you know Samoa Joe quickly signed with UPW? And like within his first year, he's jobbing to SA Rios. He feuded with John Cena, which was later the uh, subject of a great storyline. And there is basically Jim Ross told him, you're fat. Be not fat. I love I. I love Jim Ross's critiques of wrestlers' bodies. I love it so much where they're just like, yeah, listen, I understand that I look like a pile of shit, but um, you better get another fucking ab or I swear to God, 
I'm going to cut you from this fucking company and call your wife a whore. <laughs> well, here's the Have thing. Like, day, re- realistically, Samoa Joe is pretty much the same height and weight as Rhino. Like, he's got the same body. He just doesn't get in shape as easy. Like, Yeah, he just... He's got Samoan Samoan genetics, so um, yeah, like it's one of those things where um, the booty's gonna be big. Exactly, he's it, Samoa Joe basically has Dylan's kind of lady ideal body, where it's just like it's thick, it's gooey, it's giving it to you. Let's geyser it. <laughs> That's gonna be my new show. If Spike TV stuck around, I would have had a show called Geysered. <laughs> Where you just bring women out and I stamp their forehead with geysered. <laughs> I might delete that even there's no swearing. <laughs> no. Geysered. <laughs> I like that we're talking about cum. We haven't talked about in depth about cum on the program in quite some time. Go on, Joe. Do you know what? Do you think that if we, let's say we save up all the Patreon money, do you think we could buy the intellectual rights to the ideas the idea of mansers and then just <laughs> and then just give some fucking sick mansers i don't think it would probably be that ex- that expensive we should just change this podcast to mansers <laughs> for those of you who don't know mansers was a show where men gave weird answers <laughs> yeah let me put it this if any of you are being like, I wonder if Kid Rock was used as the theme song. Yeah, it was, but they don't want music because they're not gay. That's why he wasn't used. They didn't have <laughs> Yeah, I, I would believe that a woman saw Mansers and that's how Me Too started. <laughs> like, this yeah. is not, this is too much. <laughs> if this continues, we're, we won't be able to vote in three years. Do you think that... Um uh, oh, my fucking train of thought went right at the fucking window. I was about to bring it back to Samoa Joe. Fuck. Choo choo. You have no train. I have uh-huh. big trains. It's called my ding a ding. He wrestled in zero one, and there that's really where he started uh, being very good at wrestling. This, this is, is a weird thing. I, this is what I want to say. Is, this is this weird era of post WCW. WWE is going real nuts. Like they're yeah. having sex with dead people, all sorts of madness. Oh yeah. They're challenging you to stop watching wrestling. A challenge that most people have accepted. (laughs) Yeah, most people were like, deal, thank you very much. Um, I don't know. Vince McMahon must think wrestling is all of entertainment. And he's like, well, they'll watch it, but they'll just watch it. Yeah, it's, but no, they won't. They will, like, they, if anything, the current rating numbers should really prove, no, they won't just watch it. Yeah, man, you're done. Yeah. Like, bye, 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 bye. Uh, so here's what I have to say, um, is, uh, that it's interesting if you see like Samoa Joe, uh, Loki, Loki, I never know how to fucking say his goddamn name. Loki. Loki, all these guys, this is where they sort of start and it's like this weird sort of like, holy shit, this is the beginning of all of their stuff over here. Um, and this is still the best I think Samoa Joe has ever been is as he's building towards that first run of his early bully beat the shit out of you even though I look like a bag of shit character. And you can see it already developing in the people they put him in feuds with where it's like they put him with early John Cena as you just mentioned which is fucking crazy because even then they they were trying to protect big match John. Well it's too it's too it's too different ways to get to the top of the industry and the funny thing is like i mean this is said a lot of times but john cena was not supposed to be the dude like the dude was supposed to be batista yeah the dude and was then john batista. cena just ended up being better and vince basically watched vince looked around and and realized that guys who look like john cena with his level of dedication to professional wrestling are not a dime a dozen anymore and we're like okay well this guy this guy just is Smart enough to not get caught by our steroid tests, essentially, and he's very good on the microphone, and he isn't the most technical wrestler in the world, but I think he really is a lot like The Rock. He's like lesser The Rock, which is like, or The Rock may be the best wrestler of all time, so that's not saying anything, but like, he's super sting or less The Rock. He's great on the mic, and he just tries super hard in the ring, and like, that's all you can expect, really, right? Yeah, he's he would be a really good. He's Diamond Dallas Page, basically. No, he's better than DDP by no, quite a it, bit. Okay, no, but I understand. But DDP is. I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna have a nice time. I'm here to fucking have yeah. at it. Yeah, 
exactly. All you want someone is all you want is someone with talent that tries hard, and John Cena fits both those things, right? Um, but it, I just want to visit this though because. Samojo wrestled at the Zero One Dojo with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who at the time was just an MMA fighter, and a future UFC fighter and champion Lyoto Machida. And he ended up becoming close friends with Nakamura, and because Nakamura preferred like the pageantry of pro wrestling, and I would assert to you, there's a reason why he was not friends with Lyoto Machida, and that is because. <laughs> John, I'm sure you don't know this, but I'm very excited to tell you this. Leona Machida, being a traditional karate champion, drinks his first piss of the day. I mean, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> he drinks his own pee, John. So I imagine <laughs> they're banging out some suds. Shinsuke Nakamura's like, oh, what do you got there? And Leoto's like, I've been saving this since 8 a.m. to share with my friends. And they're like, what is it? And it's his pee. <laughs> and then he just fucking geysers. <laughs> Many call it the morning, <laughs> the morning lemonade, but I call it <laughs> my actual piss. I would like the idea of pissing into a pot of coffee because you still like the action of like oof, getting up early and you just have pour the pour the pea pot <laughs> into the thing and you get a little mug on you that's like maybe it's like the office. You bought an office mug. It says I'm the best boss or whatever. I like the idea that he just does a yoga move and pisses directly in his own goddamn mouth. Pisses in the old mouth? Yeah. Just <laughs> piss on my mouth. Or he sucks his own wiener and then there's pee. Yeah, yeah, he probably just sucks his own dick. <laughs> do you know anyone This is jokes. Can, do you know anyone who can suck their own dick? I know two guys. Combination of uh, Are they comedians? No. Well, then you know three. Do you know a comedian who can suck his own dick? Yeah, Brian O'Gorman. He's got a fat hog, and he did yoga. He can suck his own dick. He used to have a joke about it. That is real good stuff. It wasn't really much of a joke. It was just like, I can suck my own dick. Anyway, the government's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and he barks, <laughs> just barks like a dog. Oh, Once you can suck your own dick, I don't see a reason why you need... I'd stop comedy. I don't need approval from outside <laughs> sources anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to do the classic, like, I'd be in my house sucking my own dick all day. I'd, but I legit, I wouldn't need, like, I'd be very confident in myself in just a way that I assume people who are popular as children and then had love in their homes do. You were trying to figure out a way to possibly, um, possibly deal with some anger issues. Maybe just learning how to suck your own dick is the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I mean, I was getting really angry at audiences when people would be talking a little too much. So what I did was I started sucking my own dick. <laughs> Madam, I would tell you to be quiet, but instead I will be sucking my own penis in front of you. So do you know jo uh, Samoa Joe worked for Ring of Honor? With wrestling's one of wrestling's only convicted pedophiles, Ron Feinstein. Rob Feinstein. Yes, Rob Feinstein. And also, I'm going to throw this out there. Gabe Sapolsky, you've done stuff too. Like, I don't know what you've done, but you, you for sure have. Well, one of the best comments we got on Twitter was like, oh, I think you guys are confusing Rob Feinstein with Gabe Sapolsky. And I wrote, no, no, no. We think they're both pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, dear God. <laughs> 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 for sure. You look at Gabe Sapolsky, you don't think he's like... The reason why it's so easy for me to be the PA for ECW is because when Francine's Boom Boom is showing, I think, mm, if it was smaller and wanted a set meal of just cereal, I'd like it more. Yeah, Francine, the problem with your tits is I can't cover them in your toys. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm going to go watch Toys R Us commercials for no reason for a long time now. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe, the reason why I like you is you look like all the nuns that taught me my favorite game. <laughs> for those about to rock. We condemn you. <laughs> those about to rock. What you're doing is both sinful morally and also grotesque in mainstream society. Please stop. You're affecting children and adults in a negative way. Ring of honor. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so 
one of the most successful wrestling companies run by it's so funny that ring of honor is thought as like this like oh man what a great company when it was like founded by a pedophile and now run uh by one of the most conservative <laughs> like libertarian totalitarian libertarian fucking um i guarantee when sin like sinclair broadcasting was reading over the company they were like wait a minute were any of these children treated for their wounds in a Obamacare hospital? <laughs> yes, exactly. They just read the case and they're like, exactly. The kids have to earn the medical care for their parents. Agreed. I see nothing wrong with this. Mm. The kids should pay tax. If the kid's body has to pay taxes for someone using a road, let that be, let it be. <laughs> anyway. It, wrong, Dylan. No one should have to pay taxes. That's one of the big Sinclair broadcasting things is they're a very anti-tax company for any reason. They're just like, if you use the road, you pay for it. If you don't use that road, you don't pay for it. And it's like, what Like, what roads do you know you're going to use on any given day, you fucking assholes? <laughs> oh, jeezy Christmas. But uh, Samoa Joe is the... He comes in ROH, he wins the title, and this is basically how ROH does the great idea of just giving him the title and letting him have it for basically almost two years until he loses it to Nigel McGuinness. In that time, in that time, he he uh, wrestles the three great matches with CM Punk. He, of course, uh, he wrestles tons of, like, really, really great matches and is just the unbeatable champion for a year and a half on these monthly shows and gets Ring of Honor, goes from, like, just being, it was the first super indie, but really puts the foot down, and it becomes one of the best companies in the world at that time, and basically the new hope for professional wrestling. 100%, and then, of course, a couple of problems arise, pedophilia, 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 um, and, uh, then Ring of Honor sort of takes a step down. Samoa Joe, after this amazing streak of being the champion, uh, he then moves on to where, Dylan? Samoa Joe um, moves on to TNA. But before we do that, we got to talk about, like, he won match of the year, like, six times. This uh, It cannot be stated enough how how much his he, – he's thought of as over and above CM Punk for being – the best like he's not he's one of the top dudes cm punk was a better always a better on mic but the thing with it is that samojo in the ring especially in the ring of honor years was spectacular like he yeah. was amazing storytelling amazing structures basically all of the like like all of the stuff that's happening in new japan was a progenitor of that ring of honor era like it was just like one guy who like one guy with an who's undiagnosed on the spectrum versus another guy that's slightly more undiagnosed on the spectrum. So they have literally rehearsed every detail of this match going in and doing crazy ass shit for 45 minutes. And then there is a pinfall at the exact right moment. Then they both leave the ring, shake hands and everyone leaves after chanting. Like it was amazing. And also um, very different to what was happening at the WWE. Like the thing is, is now with the introduction of NXT, uh, the WWE actually going like with smaller guys. Indie wrestling and WWE has never been closer in terms of style. It was such a stark difference at this time, and Samoa Joe was such a part of that. Especially then when it started talking about is he going to leave Ring of Honor? Where is he going to go? The fact he went to TNA kind of then. That style spilled over there. It was already sort of there with AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, but it just got more so and more so. So this is my uh, one of my favorite stories from the ROH time, and this is after Samoa Joe has lost the Ring of Honor title to Nigel McGuinness, and he's the I don't he's the pure champion because they're just doing super matches with him, but they get uh, Kenta Kobashi to wrestle him, and Kenta Kobashi does not believe that the American taste has expanded from the 80s so he's basically being like oh i'll just play a super sneaky japanese heel and then samojo's like no man they all know who you are you don't need to do that wrestle normally and then he was like no i'm gonna play the super sneaky japanese heel <laughs> and then only once he got out and got this huge standing ovation did he realize like oh shit i guess actually they do know who i am because he just thought he was gonna have to go out there and be like it's the mist the powder <laughs> um I I was just thinking about this. 
Has there ever been a Japanese heel in wrestling that's actually from Japan? In that is like the like stereotype, like weird giggling, long mustache, throw salt in face, wear kimono. Because Mr. Fuji's from he, Hawaii. Yeah. That's very funny. No, that's a recent thing. That's like, as far as that being in America, that has happened since the 80s. But I think before that, I don't know. What's his name? The guy who uh, Gary Hart managed in World Class. What was his name? The Great Kabuki. He was also Japanese. Okay. So like, yeah. But it's like sometimes, like oftentimes there will be Japanese people playing those roles. But also for sure, they'll just find a guy from Wisconsin and just get him a couple tans and tape his eyes and get the fuck out there. <laughs> like, that also happens. We have to train your eyes to be small like theirs is. Remember, whatever you do, do not speak English nor acknowledge Jesus. <laughs> and if anyone asks you to speak Japanese, you just tell them, I don't speak that type of Japanese in English, because, and then you beat them till they forget the interaction. Yeah, just look at them and go, blah, 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 you. <laughs> so, Smojo goes into TNA, and this is, they do a great job off the hop of basically... He works with all the same people he does in ROH, but he's just doing squash matches. His first match is against Sanjay Dutt, where he literally kicks Sanjay Dutt across the ring the whole time. He it's squashes stuff. everybody. Yeah, until he gets into a his final first his first uh, title shot, which is in uh, a triple threat match at uh, Unbreakable. It's the only five star match in TNA's history, and it was the first time they let the X division. Uh, headline a pay-per-view and it was like just amazing man like it's just a great match it's one of my favorite matches of all time they really do an amazing job with Samoa Joe is building him up as this huge monster um, in the cruiserweight division and finally made the X division make sense because they would always say it's not about weight limits it's about no limits so making it more like a style thing and you find this big dude who can wrestle this style he's cruiserweight Vader is what he was during this time it was amazing Great analogy. Yes, he's cruiserweight Vader. Uh, he also refused to fart in uh, front of Mick Foley's wife, and also he liked That's to get drunk the shirtless. Oh, sorry. No, Vader liked to get drunk and eat potato chips with a shirt on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vader's the guy who would buy, who would go and get all, get sunglasses at like rest stops and be like, "Oh, look at all these new sunglasses!" And then he'd be like, "Oh no, a sandwich fell under your foot pedal. I gotta eat it before it gets cold." <laughs> But we're going to crash. No, I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to win. <laughs> but how? what happens? He's getting over. They even tease him looking at the title. One time, Jeff, he's walking to the back with the X Division, and Jeff Jarrett is walking up the ramp with the TNA World title. He stares at it. They're, they really might go all the way with Samojo. What do they do? They put him in a program with Scott Steiner. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, wait. No, but let's back, back it up. He has that triple threat at um, Unbreakable, Untouchable. Like, he has some amazing matches. They are really building it up nicely. It's becoming, he, like, basically what it is is TNA is building its core talent of Daniels, Styles, um, Joe, and then WCW, old WCW guys, i.e., the clicker, like, hey, we're on pills. Uh, could we have a job? And um, Dixie Carter was like, oh, my, yes. And then it's like, say goodbye to this quality wrestling company. Say hello to the main event mafia and get ready. Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff are coming. And when you listen to Eric Bischoff's podcast, he somehow blames the company for things that were clearly his idea. Yeah. Exactly. This is this is the beginning of people seeing that there's been a major investment in TNA, and then all of the all of the usual people, all of the people who a TV executive would know. This is like the same thing as like there's a bunch of uh, young people with new ideas for TV shows, but they still want old people with credits. And this is the old people with credits era because they the really the beginning of the end i mean for me when i got uh when i started seeing the writing was on the wall is they're doing all this stuff where they have Samoa Joe lose matches but he's always in a triple threat match so they don't really disturb his undefeated streak but it's also like yeah he's never been pinned or submitted but he hasn't won a match in like 3 months and he goes against Scott Steiner which is great 
But the thing, how he beats Scott Steiner is A, he beats him with a muscle buster when it's like, what you should do is he beats the shit out of him and he chokes him out in the middle of the ring. And then B, uh, what happens is it's more of a showcase match for Scott Steiner because Scott Steiner does like the Frankensteiner and all these crazy high spots he hasn't done in a long time. And Samoa Joe just can't really wrestle the style he really wrestles because he can't just kick Scott Steiner in the fucking face. Like, Steiner's not going to take that. Yeah, it's... In a weird way, it's kind of like, within the same company, the exact same thing that happened to Samoa Joe happened to Mike Awesome. Yeah. Where it's like, he can't wrestle the same type of match. He needs, like, the specific guy who's okay with him working a crazy, stiff style. It's also one of those things where, like, you can really see that... But it's even worse than Mike Awesome because when Mike Awesome came in, he knew he couldn't work that style. Where it's like Samojo could work that style at first, and then yeah, he moved on. So it's like now, oh no, you work a different style. It's like wait, what? Yeah, he just gradually gets more depressed, and we'll get to that part. We'll get to the stress eating, depression, eat your feelings era of Samoa Joe. Yeah. After this break, we're gonna get to the uh, Taz constantly joining the fucking main event mafia. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, the seventeen main event mafias. The aces and eights. Um, I don't know who just said sorry in the background, but you tell them if they fucking want to apologize, they won't disrupt this goddamn program again. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy uh, the first time I think we're talking about the aces and eights on the program right after these words. I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to Patreon.com/wrestlerreview. <laughs> And donate, <laughs> and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For 25 bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it. We have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zumoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Now let's talk about when Samoa Joe gets real sad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the back half of Samoa Joe's TNA career. Here's what basically starts happening. Oh, no. Oh, no. So Samoa Joe, big hot prospect, making some great matches. Dave Meltzer is basically like, not only is this guy a star, white, which is impressive to me. <laughs> yeah essentially the main event mafia gets formed and samoa joe then basically just starts i think stress eating potato salad in what could i only assume is a hot car so his stomach lining becomes inflamed because it's not that he gets less good in the ring but he just his body looks way less good you know what happens is they are like he's not a jump off the page amazing promo he's kind of a guy you have to keep super strong and then there's just like a really normal easy way to book him that's pretty straight ahead professional wrestling but now what's happened is there's money so they have vince russo back because he's obviously a good friend of jeff jarrett and vince russo does not in any way book straight ahead professional wrestling um so after samoa joe of course has won the x uh, division title he then loses it he injures himself on a kick on impact tapings on May 15th. The best. <laughs> He's in the main event picture, but this is the this is the time when it's like like little things. Like he needs Jake Roberts's help to beat Raven in a match. Like he should just be choking people out and throwing them into the crowd. Yeah, I don't understand why they couldn't figure out like, oh, you know the thing that was working literally 10 minutes ago? Just keep doing it and they're like, "Oh, no 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 no." I don't think if you I don't think you remember us, but we bankrupted a major company one year ago. I think we know what we're doing. <laughs> so Joe is like, but Joe's like, whatever, he's existing, and they have this really big match with him and Kurt Angle, where it's Undefeated Streak versus Kurt Angle debuting, which is like one of those things where it's just have them circle each other for a bit and then ha- do that match. Like, yeah, what you need- happened? In wrestling, and Samoa Joe's a great person for this, is that what happened to the super tough heel refusing to fight someone because I've been there, done that, and then the baby face getting angrier and angrier and eventually just attacking them? Like, what the fuck happened to that? Yeah, super easy stuff. But this is the whole thing, right? Like, you've got, I mean, I don't know if this is the time period where Jerry Jarrett was booking and then he left, but it sounds weird to say, but it's like once Jerry Jarrett left, the 
wheels really fell off TNA because although he is just like Mr. Underpay, even though I have a mansion, he at least understands, like, this guy's mad at this guy because of this solid reason, then you do it over two months. I'm going to go have a nap in a margarita. Yeah. Um, do you want to know why I scream at night? I was Jerry Lawler's business partner for over 40 years. The amount of... <laughs> The amount of small shoes I've had to just remove from underneath the car seat. <laughs> My name is Jerry Jarrett and I cry. My name is Jerry Jarrett and I cry. Every time I go by a toy store, I think of Jerry Lawler playing hide his dick in a doll. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, also, I... I we gotta go. We gotta go back a bit because during uh, I think Samoa Joe actually works of this territory a bit during his TNA run and his ROH run, but he works for German Stampede Wrestling, and uh, I just like to hear a, a German Stu Hart if that's okay. Don't even look. It's out of the park. Juice. Yeah, yeah, get him, get him, get him. Guten Abend. Shoot. Hold. Um, do you think that Stu Hart was in support of the Nazis? Dylan, comment. I think that he's in support of whatever is the toughest he perceives, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> you just get to be more of a man. Yeah, dude, dude. you can tell that they're mainly <laughs> Black cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but fun stuff, to get right back into it, uh, right, right, right back into it. Um, Samojo loses to Kurt Angle. So now it's kind of like, okay, we've made him lose. Now they have another match with Kurt Angle, uh, where Kurt Angle wins three pinfalls to two. So now you've had him like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's lost a lot of Matt, not lost a lot of Matt, but he's only lost to Kurt Angle. But it's like, it's that weird thing where it's just, just hold off, just hold off. And you'll be a lot better because then you'll have two strong characters instead of just sacrificing one. Um, and at this begins him just kind of being an upper mid card guy. He loses to Kevin Nash <laughs> a couple times because that's how they they literally think. Okay, here's the way we make Samoa Joe a star. We'll put him with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Yeah, and it's bad. Yeah, and Scott Hall misses the pay-per-view um because he's a because he's scott hall yeah and samoa joe does a shoot promo uh burying scott hall while kevin nash is just standing there and kevin nash gets mad at him because he thinks apparently at the time he thought oh scott drank himself to death and now his friends being like now his guys being like your friend is unprofessional <laughs> so he gets mad and slaps samoa joe twice samoa joe just walked away well i got news for you Smojo was right. I'm sorry. Like Kevin Nash's weird defense of, oh, my friends can behave badly because um, I don't know if you saw the ladder match, but he re he he has to live with the burden of that. Like fuck you, Kevin. Like I really like Kevin Nash. I think he's an interesting guy. I think Kevin Nash is one of those people that'll be like, um, this guy is uh, a bad person. He's unprofessional. Oh, let me tell you a funny story. So me and Kevin, you know, me and Scott Hall, and Scott Hall drank um, uh, eleven somas that he mushed into a powder, and then he put into vodka, and he drank all of that, and he shit his pants so much that it actually drowned a kid, and it was really funny because you know who that kid was <laughs> Owen Hart's son. Yeah, he used to have three kids. Like it's one of those things where you're just like, "Fuck you, Kevin Nash." Like it's like, yeah, it's unprofessional. I'm sorry, you have been, you were a part of. The WWF at their lowest period because of the bullshit you pulled. You were part of WCW and led them down to be part of the like the worst part of their company ever. And now, and then you go to TNA and absolutely fucked it up. So I don't understand why you get to sit there and be like, uh, well, uh, um, we're good though. Like, fuck you, you big, you big fuck. We're not absolutely gonna. We're not gonna dissect absolutely everything about Samoa Joe's TNA run because a lot of it's just purely nonsensical. But we'll kind of go in bullet points. Uh, 
and but this is another thing that TNA did a lot, which was Kevin Nash, the master manipulator. Like, make no mistake, Kevin Nash, his idea of his character is almost the exact same thing as Triple H's character. So Kevin Nash basically has made Samojo angry, and then he says, "Well, why don't I just help you?" And then he's like, kind of guiding Samoa Joe's career a bit, and it's like a lot of they don't understand that the essence of this Samoa Joe character is essentially that he is a loner who kicks the shit out of everybody and doesn't real and doesn't care. Like he's a badass loner. He's what would you say? He's not Goldberg, but he's not far off. Like he's kind of like Batista. Yeah, he's like again, it's like any that sort of the big fight sort of heel but the like heal the fans respect you yeah. need him you should have him it's great to have yeah he's a top he's an upper mix guy maybe he's not your top guy but he's like an he's upper, your upper mix guy that if with the right seasoning you could get him ready for the big time if you really wanted yeah he's kane yeah yeah he's kane yeah. 10 years ago not kane now <laughs> yeah he's 97 kane but anyway so th- and they they do it with taz they have him all ally with taz which is like a bit on the head because everyone just probably like everyone just assumes that he is taz essentially they've compared him to taz for a million years but he does finally win the world title in a great match against kurt angle which is essentially what they what they uh, which was the idea that everyone had from the get-go which was they just did a build-up like it was an actual fight they put it in a cage match and they wrestled Instead of having it be either of them trying to leave the cage, they just beat each other up in the cage and Samoa Joe got the pin. And that was and it was great. And he held the title for 182 days uh, until he lost it to Sting, which is very important because he doesn't lose it to uh, AJ Styles. He doesn't lose it to Christopher Daniels. He doesn't even lose it to a guy like maybe Alex Shelley. I'll throw the name out there. Why not? He loses it to a 50-year-old man. Yeah, good. That makes sense because... Um Dylan, I don't know if you remember, but Sting uh, was part of one of the biggest botches in wrestling that contributed to a company being destroyed forever. So it's important that he continues to win. <laughs> Man, I love the fact that Sting has the title. Like, I love I love Sting. I think he was good. And especially during this era, he started having really good matches again. But he also uh, wore a t-shirt and had hairline that started at his ears and still long hair. Like, it's, it's over. Yeah, I didn't love Sting during this era. I'm not going to lie to you. I just, I was like, get out of the, like, I'm just a big fan of them getting out of the fucking way. Yeah, man, that's a really good point. Just get out of the fucking way. Just be the semi-professional wrestler who is also a manager. Like, I don't understand where it's like, I gotta be on top. No, you don't. You really don't. Sting, you have so much money. Like, come on. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Like, what, what are you trying to prove? This is all Spike TV. This is all Spike TV. This is them going. Hey, I understand that. No, I, but okay, hang on. Uh, let, let's get into this master debate for a second. <laughs> give, give yourself a hand job for that joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but was Spike making creative contributions or are they just like, these are the guys we want on the roster? I'm not saying have them on the roster. Totally have them on the roster. I'm not even saying put them in a featured match. They don't need to be for the title. The title should go to your guys like your branded specific guys and then someone like sting can be used to add some seasoning you can use them to get them ready for those matches you could put them in a like really hot feud if you end up in one of those and that can be an occasional main event but especially if it's a place like fucking um tna where they're on guaranteed money so it doesn't matter where they are on the card anyway i i understand but the thing is it's kind of works exactly it works exactly it works exactly like a um, pro sports franchise, by which I mean that sometimes the guys making um, a million dollars are the best players on the team, but it takes a lot of convincing. And the thing about pro sports is the thing uh, that a lot of wrestlers go through is it's wrestling obviously isn't binary. It's not I'm better, so I'll be ahead. Wrestling is, uh, yes, he's better than me, but like you can talk your way out of that guy being better. You know what I mean? It's way more... It's obviously show business. So you can just talk your way into you being used because there's no real yes and no. You can just be like, oh, that guy was at his hometown. He's close to his hometown. That's why he's getting cheered more than me. There's very few instances where you can, like, one versus zero prove this guy is better than you. So this is this is basically... Spike TV's paying for the contract of Kurt Angle. Spike TV's paying for the contract of Sting. They want to see their... They want to be shown that the guys they are paying the most money to are the stars of the show. Like, All if, right. 
You know what I mean? Like, if if Matthew Perry isn't as getting as many laughs as fucking Gunter on Friends, they in Friends obviously because they're it's actually competitive, so they would put that care they would make that character the star of the show, kind of like they did with the Happy Days. But in wrestling, they're not going to. They're just going to be like the guy who makes twenty thousand is not going to be beat the guy who makes uh, a million. Like that's not going to happen because the guy who makes a million is the star of the show. Like yeah, Samoa Joe is a background character in the in the scheme of like them writing that TV show. Samoa Joe is a is a barista. <laughs> I don't know if any of that made sense. I see your point. My point would be, yeah. Oh, why do we? Why are we paying this guy a million dollars to lose? This is where you break out the. It's predetermined. It doesn't matter. And it's also one of those things mm-hmm. where because if we do this correctly, in when that million dollar guy's contract is up, if you don't think we need him anymore. We can get rid of him. We won't need him because we've now made this guy, and because this guy was only making a, like ten thousand, let's say, and you want to mm-hmm. crazy give him a raise, then you give him a hundred thousand dollars, and then guess what? Um, you have yourself a sweet, sweet two. Like then it's like there. Then you have a guy that is in the same position as the other guy, and it, you've gotten it for a lot less money. Boom. Problem solved. Who wants to suck my butt? Yeah, but they they just didn't. They just didn't. And by the way, the other thing is they've kind of already they've kind of already fucked over everybody. Like they've already fucked over everybody. Uh, not fucked over everybody. They fucked over Samoa Joe certainly because that's a character that needs like a lot of attention. Like that's a character that needs to be brought up in a certain way. Like I'm not saying that guys like like there's certain characters like like The Rock like. Some people forget this about The Rock, but The Rock, like, lost tons of times. He doesn't really need to be paid attention to because he can get his heat back on the mic super easy. But a guy like Samoa Joe, you have to treat him as not exa- explicitly Goldberg, but you can you got to treat him as kind of like Goldberg. you got to kind of mind who he wins and loses against and how he wins and loses. Like, if he loses, because they go under the premise through his entire TNA career that if he loses by the other person cheating, then it's fine and everyone will understand that he didn't really lose. That's the entirety of his TNA career is him getting hit in the back of the head with a bat and Jeff Jarrett pinning it. And it's like, oh yeah, well he's still tough because Jeff Jarrett pinned him. Yeah, he can't withstand a bat. Can you withstand a bat? Even though he's Samoan and then in wrestling we've made it seem like their heads are really strong, but that which is a weird racist thing we did. <laughs> oh yeah. That's very good. That was uh that's there's <laughs> there's been a lot of that, baby. There's a lot of that, YOLO. Um what was I going to say? All right, don't worry about it. Um Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say very quickly about that, which was also the issue with it is Samoa Joe it, they um keep positioning him as it's like he's tough, he's strong. But he cannot beat the following people. Jeff Jarrett. Yes, and Stay. the other thing is they keep on doing the thing where they are like, oh, he'll just he'll go over the top with this little thing. And they try and make, keep him a badass, but they do it in like dumb Vince Russo ways, which is like the nation of violence. He comes back fat with weird pants on and a dumb Mike Tyson tattoo. Um, he, <laughs> he trashes the company Christmas party at one point, which is very funny. Oh, yeah. And then you know how be- that guy shows up drunk to your company Christmas party? And you're like, sick, this guy's a badass. <laughs> yeah, that guy knows how to party. I didn't know how to kiss. Um... They uh, they then put it is is Taz the Society of Violence is when Taz is like bro I gotta make you my protege bro you're no longer my protege you're my protege like it's this weird topsy turvy yeah. back and forth nonsense and they also like like just little shit like he's basically beaten up the whole time he's the centerpiece of a lot of dumb angles like he's beaten up a lot by the main event mafia and then he turns on the front line which is the young the younger guys characters and he turns on the front line and uh says oh it was a plan the whole time that's why i got beat up i was like you're beaten up every week as a plan like i think you only need to do that once (laughs) it's not like in donnie brasco he cements that he is not an undercover cop by like sport killing a bunch of hobos. <laughs> I killed sixty men as part of my undercover operation. Yes, hello, U.S. government. Uh, quick thing uh, to make sure the moth didn't suspect me at all. I burned down a school. <laughs> so I hope that didn't uh, make anyone uncomfortable. Yeah, it's also one of those things where Samoa Joe, I think, of all the TNA wrestlers, he really, like, by the by 2009, 
which this is insane that how long he was in TNA for. But it's but 2009, he's basically like the most highly paid guy who wants to go home. Just like, what am I doing? Okay, all right. Yeah, See you. Yeah. yeah, he's so they put that. So he turns. He's in the main event mafia. Here's how the main event mafia storyline ends: is Kurt Angle just kind of stops being in the main event mafia? Like they do all these. They've done like 19 separate NWO style angles, and they all end with never TN. Never does TNA get the comeuppance like never does tna win solidly like if you're gonna do that angle like no stress do it but then it's like in the the front line beats them in a four-on-four match and literally like shortly before the main event mafia wins um like basically disbands they beat the front line in a four-on-four match like no they just don't pay any attention to it and they have everyone in the front line seem like losers i also don't know why the fucking guy like, why didn't he leave the WWE for WWE at any point before when he did? Like, that's the weird thing. It was like him, AJ Styles, I kind of get, but I feel like Samoa Joe could have done something. No, well, here's what the thing was. The only time they ever really contacted and reached out to him was during his short, like, heyday where he was being booked really well. And they wanted him to be Umaga. And then he said no, because he didn't want to just be like a shitty stereotypical character. And then he paid for that. But, I mean, it turned out he was right because now he's in the Fed and he's doing great. And that wouldn't have happened if he was Umaga. And the guy, and, you know, uh, I don't know the guy's name who played Umaga, uh, formerly Jamal of Three Minute Warning, did a fucking amazing job. Oh, I thought it was Rosie from Three Minute Warning. I get so confused. I think it was Jamal. This is the weird thing is that he also almost starts to care again because he starts teaming with Magnus. And him and Magnus have a great team. This is about... 2011 they have a strong run with the titles and then what happens um uh sean waltman just wants the titles to go in his car so they uh, (laughs) pretty much (laughs) and samoa joe lose to each other and then garrett bischoff gets the belts in a rotating king of the hill ladder match that only takes place on concentric thursdays with a full moon that's pretty much it there's some really good stuff like Samoa Joe, at this point, um, just before this, sorry, I wanted to touch on the fact that he won a Feaster Fired match, which, if you guys don't know what that is, that means you win the match and you open up uh, a briefcase and there could either be a Money in the Bank title shot where you get a chance at any time or you're fired. (laughs) So it actually behooves you to not win the match. (laughs) It's fucking gross. It's fucking, like, it's so, this is a... Vince Russo went nuts at this time where it's like, oh, now, now no one's here to stop me except for Dutch Mantel and Jim Cornette. Make sure they're fired. What's yeah, that? man, this is crazy. Jeff Jarrett went home because he cucked Kurt Angle. Now no one can say no to my ideas. It's a beautiful time to be alive. He also has a sidekick uh, who's Okada, but they call him Okado, and they turn him basically into the Green Hornet, and that really killed Samoa Joe's any... I mean... Any love he had for TNA, that I killed him. I had no idea that they did that, and that's one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire life. They did what? They made Okada Okado and yeah. turned Samoa... Fuck you, Vince. Hey, Vince Russo. No, he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't. Uh, no, uh, Samoa Joe was playing Samoa Joe the whole time, but Okada was playing uh, the Green Hornet's sidekick. Kato. Essentially. So he was in a black Yeah, mask. he was playing... But they called him Okado. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I get the joke. It's really funny, by the way. <laughs> they rented him out. I think New Japan rented him out to TNA and then like watched what they were doing with him and went, good fucking Christ, and took him back. Like, I think that's literally what happened. Of course it is. Of course. Like, I guarantee they, yeah, I don't know who is in charge of New Japan right now. Antonio Anoki's daughter, Sonia Anoki, got wind and was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> He release the new release yeah. the Hulk Hogan sex tape. That's why the Hulk Hogan sex tape released <laughs> as a distraction to make to preserve Okada's career. <laughs> we need to distract. Release Hulk Hogan saying what he thinks. Call Spice Boy and have him release the tape. That's the theory, by the way, <laughs> that a man named Spice Boy leaked the tape with assistance by a man named Cowhead. God, I love morning radio wars. 
Cowhead and Spice Boy uh, conspired to ruin Bubba the Love Sponge and Hulk Hogan's life. Isn't that it the is... best? Isn't it the fucking best? <laughs> Spice Boy. Yeah. Spice Boy. Why do they call him Spice Boy? Because he likes Asian women and that's spicy. Actual reason. That's terrifying. I hate Florida. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. I hate it so much. Anyway, Samoa Joe goes to the new main event mafia because they formed that stable to combat the Ace and the Eights. He, of course, wins the TNA world title again in about 2015 because nothing matters anymore. Yada, yada, yada. He leaves TNA as the a husk of the per. It's like he joined the army looking forward to Vietnam and then he left just with only bad memories. Yeah, it's basically he got invited over for dinner to your house and he was really excited because he thought you were a cool guy and as soon as you served the entree, you took out your dick and you were like, hey, do you know what a herpes wound looks a herpes sore looks like? It's like this and you pointed at your herpes on your dick and then he realized that you'd laid your penis on the lasagna you were about to consume. And then you gave him the lasagna and was like, it's rude not to take what your host gives you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be it's going to be real bad. Like it's it's real. <laughs> it's real bad. Like he went in there uh, as like a pseudo Goldberg Taz type and he left as just like Duke the dumpster drossy essentially. But it's TNA. So they're just like so shitty with their booking they were like yeah make them win the title again who gives a shit it'll be a good story yeah either way it's it's fun it's a fun thing that's happened that samoa joe somehow went to the wwe and very uh, unlike most people it revitalized his career it really did because this is the thing you see when samoa from the time samoa joe debuts in nxt till now is you honestly see him getting in shape on the job because they basically are bringing samoa joe in and i remember hearing people talk about when samoa joe was first in nxt no one was excited because they were like yeah he's he's like super out of shape now and who cares but then on the job, he got in back shit and back in really good shape and started having really good matches on NXT. And you could see him gradually getting into shape over time. And even his promos now are great because they picked the character that he should have had the whole time where it's like no nonsense. He's basically playing himself. Man, like it's just it's so simple. He's in the main title picture now. Uh, he's had some great matches with, I mean, he's feuding with AJ Styles as we speak, uh, reforming their amazing matches from TNA. He's worked with all these guys. He's about 40 because he got into wrestling so young that he even had time to basically waste in TNA. And he's doing great. He's 37. And if you ever make a fucking factual error like that again, I swear to God, I'm taking your left testicle. No, he's not. He's uh, He was born March 17th, 1979. I just looked it up, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it's March 17th, 2009. Or, sorry, uh, 2009. He's 10 years old. He, uh, no, 1979. Do some math, bozo. Uh, 40. I just looked up his age and I wrote down Samoa Joe age and they said 37. I mean, well, then Hobson's wrong and he'll slit his own wrists. Do you want that to happen? Like, I don't want that to happen. He has an exact age... Uh, yeah, he's exactly, uh, he's he's going to turn 40 in two months. Oh, no, he's 39. Yeah, no, Hobson was right. Boom, you're a fucking idiot. Ooh, ooh, I, I needed big pencils when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing an impression of yourself? That's you. Anyway, what's your favorite thing about Samojo? Is it his body? I'm going to say this. He's the favorite thing. Fact that he has gone this long in his career, same trunks, Essentially same gimmick, same towel on the way to the ring. No one else has done that. Even AJ Styles has gone from um, like gentleman with vest and short hair to I'm your dad and I work at a discotheque. Long hair. <laughs> Long straightened hair. Yeah, I mean, that's but I mean, Samojo's kind of like everyone's just so happy that he's good at wrestling again like that's i think uh, has aided a lot because he hasn't had consistently he's had consistent success but like everyone's just so happy he's not in the nation of violence anymore with a knife and scott steiner calling him fat yeah. <laughs> like that's everyone's just pumped up about that i think my favorite thing of the snowjo i mean he's just he's a he's an absolutely amazing worker and uh that really has carried the day like his promos are great but they're doesn't get him anywhere without the fact that he's a spectacular main event wrestler and by what that like what i mean there is like 
the guy's fat as fuck and he can wrestle an hour and CM Punk was the one that got tired. Like, also, it's probably a good idea that he uh, shaved his sideburns and that weird pompadour he had in TNA. Because it was hard to take him seriously when he had that little Seinfeld puff. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy's a monster and he kills everybody, but he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of a poofy hair. He's got a little bit of a puff. Yeah, he's got poo- What's the deal with the muscle buster? <laughs> So yeah, and uh, the worst thing about Samoa Joe is probably his chest. I mean, his no. it stinks to say, but he's got a droopy, weird body. It doesn't matter how much he works out. He's just, uh, he, he, I fully believe this guy could do steroids and he'd look like a guy who was kind of in shape. One of those guys. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The worst thing about him is consistently he's had the worst theme song in all of wrestling. No, his theme song's great. No. In, t- in TNA? The pirate song? Oh, yeah. And also... And then his theme song in WWE is just the hip-hop version of that. His theme song in WWE is great. I completely disagree. Wrong. Oh, I'm Dylan. I'm a juggalo, but only for the politics. That's you. You don't like his theme song? No, I don't. That's... That is not something I thought you'd be complaining about. I will say that. What did you think? I don't know. More body shaming? (laughs) No. I think he's beautiful. I... Puffy, puffy nips, something like that. Why you nip so puffy? I, I like a puffy nip, and I know that if uh, his wrestling career doesn't work out, he can head into porn because puffy nips and puffy genitals, you get an extra fifty bucks. <laughs> really? Learned that on a Howard Stern show because the uh, one of the women that Charlie Sheen had sex with during the Charlie Sheen Mistress Beauty pageant, they're like, "Your nipples are puffy," and she's like, "I know, I get an extra fifty bucks because my uh, nipples, <laughs> my nipples and pussy are puffy." I call it the candy puff, and then I turned off the radio and sat in silence, thinking about my life. And then your and then your girlfriend just packed her bags and left you. No, I packed them for her and just said, "Get out, <laughs> get I out, understand. you flat nipped slut, <laughs> you fucking." I need those cocoa puffs. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Samoa Joe, baby. Thanks very much for listening, guys. The only fucking thing, rate, Nico. Uh, the only thing that's going to be puffy about you, miss, will be your feet from walking away from me. There you go. Get the fuck out of here. Thanks very much for listening to Samoa Joe episode. Uh, rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes. For any other information on our shows, I'm at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-T-T on Twitter. Uh, uh, as of January 25th, I'll be in Gravenhurst at the Sawdust Brewery, and I'll be in Port Hope at Local 90 on January the 26th. Those are the shows I care about. Everything else is just a bunch of bullshit. Fuck you. John, sell your show. I'll be at the Soho Theater in London February 8th and 9th. Buy tickets now. Buy tickets now. Also, Australian tour is going to be announced probably next episode. Come and see me in Australia. And come and suck me. Suck me hard. Goodbye, guys. We love you. I do not love you. AJ Style. Now, AJ, what I did to you last week, well, that was me sending a message, and I think you're more than familiar with my favorite forms of communication. So I'm sure there's no hard feelings. Now, AJ, the truth be told, I respect you. And I respect the fact that you've made the title the most prestigious in the WWE. AJ Styles, I respect the grind and I respect what you sacrificed to be what you are. You see, you put everything behind being champion. You put champion in front of friends. You put champion in front of your vices. In fact, you've put being champion even in front of being a member of your own family. Which I find kind of funny, because last week, AJ, you came out here and you told me a marvelous, lovely tale about how now you can stare your lovely daughter in her eyes and you can say, you can be anything you put your mind to. But AJ, I've known you a long, long time and I know the truth and the fact is you're barely home long enough to hug your child let alone look at her lovingly in her eye 
No, no, but it's part of the sacrifice, you see. You see, AJ Styles, the truth is, in your heart, you know, you feel much more comfortable being on the road and living out of a suitcase than you ever have being a husband to your wife. It's the sacrifice, AJ. I, I understand, I get it. You, my friend, you have put being a champion above all else even if it means you're a failure as a father. Yeah, it hurts, I know. But AJ, don't worry, because for all your sacrifice, for the fact that you work your fingers to the bone, the fact that you train like an animal to be WWE champion, I am coming soon, and I will take it all from you. Because the truth is, AJ, come SummerSlam! When the whole world is cheering you on to victory, secretly, AJ, your family and their realest of feelings, they'll be cheering for me. Because after I'm done tearing down your house, after I'm done putting you to sleep, oh, your wife and kids, they'll have their daddy back. But I, will be WWE Champion.